Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello, all you survivors of the catastrophic COVID clusterfuck that was 2020. This is the last rant of the year. This is it. Holy shit, we made it. Shutting this it down. Did. Not the podcast, just the year. Yeah. Closing it out. Going out with, uh, well, I don't want to say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a bad week. Bad week to say that. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what will happen. But if you are listening right now, you made it. Well, you haven't made it yet, but you're almost there. A few days away. Yes, and it'll all be over. It'll be like a bad dream. <laughs> just look at the flowers yes a very bad dream so uh merry christmas everyone i mean um that i, I don't well, think merry, we got to merry after merry christmas. after christmas but yeah. still post, it is very close post De- christmas december the 28th today and uh we're getting ready for uh the new year yeah new year new you doug that's what we say around here sometimes never yeah and uh what a year it was oh yeah that's putting it lightly (laughs) oh yeah and we'll do a little reminiscing in this episode this hindsight is 2020 year in special but it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't have a few rants to start the show off with of course not so yeah it was last week was christmas for everybody last uh last friday and we ended the last episode wishing each other a Merry Christmas. Did everybody have a Merry Christmas? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it went okay. <laughs> I, uh, I brought in the Christmas day here in the studio and just hanging out with uh, Doug for a little bit. So that was fun. But other than that, watched uh, the Die Hard trilogy and that was about it. <laughs> Holding it down while I was out of town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went down to uh, South Georgia, Savannah, which is nowhere near Nashville, and uh, rung in the holiday with my sister and her family. And while I was down there, I don't know if you guys remember this, I sent a trailer out, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago, of a song or a movie called Songbird, which is a a COVID-23 movie. It, it basically goes off of what we've been going on or going through here with COVID-19, but it's now mutated and it's on the COVID-23 strain. And the trailer of it looked terrifying. Yeah. So, so it's what you got to look forward to. Yeah. That's what, that was the feeling I got from the trailer. And that's why I shared it with everybody. Like, do you guys see that? Like how long in advance did they have this thing in the can ready to shoot out? You know, halfway through a pandemic lockdown. But upon further review, uh, the movie was written and and shot and and edited and everything in like two months over the summer. And while I was down at my sister's, uh, we watched it. And it was surprisingly good. It wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be based on the trailer. There was actually a legit movie hid inside of this lockdown world. And based on the trailer, it looked like it was filmed on an iPhone. Could have been. It, it does. It really does. It looks like it was filmed entirely on an iPhone. I don't know that they did that, but 
a lot have to of go movies back. are being made on iPhones now, so I'd have to go back and take a look at it to see if I can notice. Um, it's kind of an action flick with a lot of fast camera motion on it, so I I didn't pick it up. I knew that it was shot within two months, and so I was kind of grading it on a very low bar. Is it like a 2020 outbreak? It's, well, basically COVID-19 has done what it's already done here. It's basically shut down the world, and but it, the COVID-19 has mutated four times to where now they're on the COVID-23 strain, and so lockdowns are even harder. And it eats your brain. And it eats your brain, and it's it's way more contagious, way more deadly, and all. It, it's it's the worst of the worst. It's literally the worst case scenario that we thought we were in uh, a year ago. And it just talks. It it kind of shows you these different characters that are living in this world, and some of them are immune, and they have to have these bracelets to show to prove that they're immune. And naturally, there's an underground black market to steal those bracelets to no to create fake ones oh okay and so <laughs> i'd you, steal a real one you kind of delve into the seedy side of what people are willing to do to survive in this world and how um how the immune people live versus the people who are under extreme lockdown right and the different measures that they've already done in this short period of time is i'll be honest uh, it was a good movie on its own not to mention being shot in two months, just for that fact, it might be the greatest movie of all fucking time. Yeah, uh, it had I'll Demi Moore. Yeah, it had Demi Moore in it, and some other famous people whose names I don't recall. But uh, no, th- thumbs up, thumbs up. I, I rarely am that uh, impressed by movies these days, but uh, that one, I think, given the the brevity in which they had to work on it, it was awesome. And so that was one of the highlights from my Christmas. Uh, not to mention all the typical eating a lot of food, spending time with family, gifts on Christmas morning, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I gotta say, I think we all had a better Christmas than they had in Nashville. Uh, yeah, I would say that that's almost uh, yeah, definite. Like throughout the day, down at my sister's, you know, we pay attention to the news and all that kind of stuff. But uh, news, I, I don't think I even heard about it until like maybe ten thirty in the morning. And immediately I was just like, well, obviously this has to be pretty important. (laughs) Yeah. You know, bombs going off in America on Christmas morning. It doesn't really follow tradition as far as I was ever aware. I'm not aware of too many things like that going down. So it just seemed like it was uh, very intentional and probably a lot of information was going to come out um, in the days following, which we are now in. That would help make sense of all this, or, or what got us that scenario in Nashville. Well, sure, some stuff has certainly come out, but I will say, just in 2020 fashion, it's a lot more uh, people suspecting and assuming shit still. Yeah, so obviously, if anybody's listening to us, they're probably pretty in tune with what's going on. I would imagine we're not breaking any news to you, but the the story goes, uh, someone drives this RV, just like Cousin Eddie, right into the heart of downtown Nashville, and there's a recording that's 
basically a message of warning saying, you know, it is your objective to clear the area, you know, evacuate, leave the area. There is a bomb. It will blow up and, you know, this much time or whatever. It's very ominous, very movie-like, very kind of purge-like. Yeah. And then at some point uh, later, after all of this gets into motion, right at like 6.29 a.m., it goes kablooey. And uh, quite, quite a decent explosion. I don't. I, I'm not a rate. I, I don't rate and review explosions like I would ask each of our listeners to do to our to our fine fine program here. Please rate and review. But uh, I saw some pictures where people were driving into the city from like a mile away, and you could see the fireball like coming out over top of the buildings. The aftermath looked way worse than i imagined an rv could produce yeah but uh well he, and it, it affected uh 40 buildings yeah so yeah, like, i mean that's in itself is insane well, 41 businesses reported damages well yeah. i mean it was a, it was a delivery van that tried to bring down the towers in 92 yeah like a it was a rider like yeah. a moving truck right yeah right and and i mean that's basically about the same size as an rv you know well, I and, mean, you can pack a lot of shit in an RV. Well, and also remember back in 1995, the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. and Or was that 94? I think it was 95. I think it was 95 I as think well. It was, I think it was 95. I think it was the two-year anniversary of Waco. Yeah. Um, and that was a moving truck parked on the side of the road, and there was a sidewalk and steps, and it still blew yeah. that entire building to yeah. pieces. And, and the bomb in, in Nashville, they said wasn't you know obviously wasn't as powerful as the oklahoma city bombing because yeah. it didn't leave a crater but it was it was <laughs> a pretty fucking stiff bomb there i mean that uh, just from the footage that i've seen man it did a lot of fucking damage yeah i, we, I mean a lot of damage we watched some uh, aerial footage you know while they were given you know the fbi and atf and local authorities were given their press conference um they, there was a helicopter just going overhead, providing aerial footage, and they were zooming in, and it was uh, awesome in the truest sense of the word awesome. Not like it was acceptable, cool, and bodacious, but it was... It inspired awe in you. Yeah, exactly. The, the true definition of awesome. Yeah. Because we've seen videos from different stationary... Uh, you know, traffic cams or security cameras on the businesses or storefronts or whatever that are there. And you, you see it and you go, okay, somebody blew something up. And then like in the following days, you would see like a picture from a newspaper photographer taking a picture way the fuck down the road and you would just see a bunch of shit scattered. Right. But not until you can look down into the buildings yeah. that he cratered out. Did you, at least I'm speaking for myself. Uh, did I even know how much damage was done? Because I just thought he blew the thing up. It kind of just rolled off the building, and it was just a loud boom. Because you can't you can't hear it the way that it went off uh, with shitty security camera microphones. There's just no way to get that feel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you know, people with a grudge. We're gonna see a lot of crazy shit happening. Yeah. <clears throat> and. You know, I, uh, we were talking about this before we started. You know, I don't see any conspiracy. I don't see any great mystery 
the people been living in lockdown for a fucking year. And when you have people that are on the edge of, let's call it life, <laughs> that uh, with their mind, you know, yeah, and you lock them down and they start thinking things and doing things and well, it's, that, that they that you never would expect. Yeah, but that's from no people. fun. That's no fun, Doug. We, <laughs> no, we want to we want to live in the world to, of conspiracy theory. Everybody because, wants to dive in because a shitload of people have killed themselves this year right. due yeah. to the lockdown. Right. Suicides and overdoses are nearing all-time highs. And Christmas is already one of the most depressing parts of the year for many folk because of lack of family and many other things that might be happening. And we're in, like you said, one of the most depressing years on record. So yeah, it's not it, surprising. It makes total sense to me. I mean, But it see, does. to me, it's, it's, uh, it's noteworthy because... A shitload of people have killed themselves this year. A shitload of people always kill themselves around the holidays, but nobody drives a truck into a major metropolitan city and blows it the fuck up. Well, that's that's where the grudge comes in. That's where I say people with a grudge, you know, whether it's religious, whether it's, I mean, Oklahoma City, you know, mm -hmm. they were pissed off at the FBI. They were pissed off at the government. Yeah. And so they were going for, and obviously... There's this man hates phones. Yeah, he hates AT and T. I don't know what AT and T did to him. Well, but, and then that's where, but that's where until shit comes out, all that we have to wade into are conspiracies. <laughs> and there's some fucking bonkers ones yes, out there. there. Are. There's some crazy. And ones. this is a show that will never stray away from dipping <laughs> our toe into the conspiracy, into crazy pool. conspiracy yeah. shit. Because if nothing else, they are just so much fun to shit on. Especially when they're so fucking off base. Now, when we come across some that seem like they have a semblance of credibility, we'll fucking address that too. But this one is just ripe with too many things. It's this one conspiracy fits all <laughs> in this one. You can find a conspiracy that will fit a narrative that you enjoy with this one. Yes. And well, good God, I mean, everywhere. it's easy to definitely delve into that because the man uh, that was later identified Anthony Quinn uh, Warner. He's got Q in his name. That's it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, <laughs> I mean, he was a shut-in. He was an IT shut-in. Never hardly left his house. So, I mean, I can speak from experience. Not leaving the house, keeping to your own, you start to take a deep dive into shit you wouldn't normally take a deep dive into. Remind me, Doug, as soon as we're done recording, I need to get the fertilizer out of the garage. Yeah. And take it far, far away. Far, far away. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of fishy, Jim. You were just very close to Antioch not too uh, long ago. No, I was in Antioch. Um, I was on record as being in Antioch on two different podcasts. <laughs> this one in Good Morning Liberty. <laughs> just not a week before this thing happened. So, Were you in the market for an RV? No, th those things drive like shit. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, no, I was in Nashville, and uh, some of my work took me into Antioch, uh, yeah, the week before Christmas. And so when this happened, I was just like, that's kind of that's kind of a bummer uh, and awkward. But I can, I know where it went down at, and, uh, you know, I've driven down that road. And it's it's just like any other city, but it's just always weird when some crazy shit goes down. And you're like, ah, I just went through there not too long ago. And it's not like I'm in Nashville all the time. Um, so, yeah. I'll be honest. 
I had no idea that AT&T was in that building or that they had all the major components or whatever for uh, phone lines in the southeast in that one building. Seems like they need to diversify, maybe split them up and scatter them around a bit. Yeah. It seems like it would be in a much more, I don't know, uh, bigger kind of building out by in its on its lonesome kind of, you know, not surrounded by tons of shit but i mean it's got premier real estate it's right there on the the water's edge you know mm-hmm. uh, you know on the other side of the river from the tennessee titans stadium it's like you could have put a badass fucking casino bar hotel right there uh, it's just phones uh, who the fuck puts a phone building right there I'd, I'd say you know it doesn't matter where shit is if somebody's got something look at waco it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know. Yeah, because that's where they wanted to be. And normally, I, crazy but, but people that's what I'm, but that's find what themselves I'm saying. in the middle of nowhere. But that's what I'm saying. They're out in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't matter where something is. If there is a dispute with someone, whether it be the government having a dispute with a person or that person having a dispute with like Oklahoma city. I'll give you a good example. Mm-hmm. I remember when the day that I came home from work and I'm watching the news and they're showing Oklahoma city on the news. And I'm sitting there thinking that I'm looking at something in Beirut or somewhere like that. Yeah. And then the little thing came down at the bottom of the screen. It said the Murrow building in Oklahoma city. I'm like, what the fuck? Oklahoma city. What the fuck is in Oklahoma City? So it's an easy target. That's what people go for. And it doesn't matter. Uh, Oklahoma City's not that big. It's really not. No. I mean, Mm-mm. Nashville's not that big. I'd say it's a lot bigger than Kansas well, City. Yes. Oklahoma but, 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 or, I mean, Oklahoma, sorry, yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is if people have a grudge against somebody and they're going to do something, bombing or... Whatever, whatever they're going to do, any kind of terroristic shit, they're going to do it to what they have the grudge against. And obviously, I can already see this guy obviously has a grudge against AT&T. And he was a shut-in, just like you say. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he probably knew how to make bombs. He did. probably already knew how to he do was, it. He uh, was certified. This is what I want to get into is like, sure. okay... Sure, he blew something up. This has happened before. No big deal. Fuck that. He chose the AT&T building. He didn't choose a government building. No. He didn't choose an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife's house or family member's house. He didn't go out into a field and uh, drink some antifreeze. Or, you know, he didn't... He went about it a very specific way for a very specific reason. But because there's no manifesto... There's no uh, goodbye letter or you know mm-hmm. anything explaining any of the reasons why we as people are left to fill in that reason. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way that he wanted it. I mean, one of the things that I mentioned to you before we started recording is one of his neighbors was quoted in saying uh, as he passed him by, um, he he says, "So you know, where are you up to for this Christmas?" and he basically says to him, the world's going to remember me. And so it doesn't really have to have too much of a you know, reason behind it. It's like school shooter, 
reasons. It's like, I want to be remembered. I want to be famous. I want to leave a mark on the world. Yep. And I was too unimportant before to do so. But the difference in this one, though, is that most other people, when they do shit like this, they want to take others out with them. And this guy obviously had all intentions of not taking anyone right. else yeah. with him. Right. He didn't want to hurt anybody. So that so there's a couple things that we can deduce from that. If he was just suicidal and he didn't want to hurt anybody, he would have just done it the old fashioned way. Uh, by himself somewhere and his body would be found, you know, later on by a neighbor or a mailman or whatever. But he had to do this very public thing, but made all of the, uh, you know, he went the full distance to try to ensure that, hey, everybody, <laughs> I'm going to be blowing this fucking thing up. Get out of here. This this location is very important to me. This has to happen here. I can't just go to a vacant fucking field. Tennessee has a shitload of them. I have to do this right fucking here. And all y'all just need to go away. So he would be remembered. It makes total sense to me, dude. It does. I don't see any conspiracy theory that holds up to this one. It just makes sense to me that this was some crazy fucker that knew how to make bombs. Didn't want to hurt anybody. That's why he did the fucking countdown with the voice, you know, telling people. You got 15 minutes. 15 minutes. There's a bomb. 14 minutes. It had the countdown. Yeah. So everybody, and and even the cops, even the cops took heed. And then they show the cops on TV and they got all emotional about it because it freaked them out. It freaked everybody out. That's what it was meant to do. That's what he meant to do. He meant to cause people to look at him. Mm -hmm. I matter. You know, there's a lot of people like that, dude. There's a lot of people out there that are like, hey, I fucking matter too. And then when that that kind of person gets suicidal, they're like going to go out in a way that everybody's going to look at them. I mean, that's one one way to look at it for sure. And, and there's it, also a handful of others. No, I know, but I, I'm just saying it makes sense to me. Sure. And it also makes sense to me, and we haven't heard anything about AT&T, but it, I, I believe there's something. That, and that's something what I want to get into. Something that's what I want to get AT&T into. Sure. Thing. Let's get into the conspiracy shit. Right. <laughs> okay. Why would he possibly want to blow the fuck up out of, out of all the AT&T buildings, stores, and everything else ate with an AT&T logo on it. This building, I never saw an AT&T logo. But what would, why this building out of all the other AT&T buildings that he could have chosen in the Nashville area? Well, because it uh, handled a crap ton of the Southeast Telecom. And not only that, it did have an AT&T logo on it. I saw it from the helicopter view. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest AT&T building there. Okay. So... You know, if you got a grudge against a uh, whatever, you try to find the biggest point you can hurt somebody at. Okay, so we heard, we've heard it. If he had a grudge, that makes the sense. What I'm trying to walk us into, and well, Rona, please tell it. me. Tell me. <laughs> there's arguments. There's these conspiracies coming out that can be politically motivated. Yes, and they come from both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. He could have been a Biden supporter who chose this area, and there's reasons that people are trying to make up for that. And he could have been a Trump supporter, and there's a lot of reasons why he could have been against that. They were saying uh, something having to do with that that facility holding uh, voting booths. Uh, well, Dominion, Dominion voting machines that were supposed mm-hmm. to be up for audit, 
and if he was a Biden supporter, that he wouldn't want those investigated. Uh, so he decided to just take it out so that no investigation could be done. That's one thing I've heard floating. It sounds obscene. But the only reason why I give any of these credence is because if you look back at the guy who shot Ronald Reagan, immediately somebody would say, oh, well, clearly that had a guy, that guy had a grudge against the government. He wanted to make a big point. Uh, obviously, he disagreed with Ron. No, it had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, he was trying to... off at Jody Foster. Exactly. He was trying to get her attention. So, <laughs> so not everything is just face value. This is what it is. Uh, so as long as... As long as that story exists out there in our history of time, I have to at least entertain all these crazy ones because to me, that's the interesting part. Some guy that's just wanting to be remembered and blows himself up. It's like, if that's what we find out, that's what we find out. But until then, I want to hear all the crazy shit. Sure. Yeah. So that's one take if, that if, uh, if he believed the rumor that Dominion voting machines were in there that were set to be audited or whatever, and he didn't... He didn't want any more meddling in the election to flip the country over, and he was willing to take himself out. I don't know. The hero's way it, out, I it's, guess. It's an interesting thing to ponder. However, the, I mean, as we did before the podcast, the evidence, uh, people are taking a lot of things that aren't actually true as fact at this point. Uh, for instance, the building being owned, I mean, it certainly owns... Uh, by a particular corporation, um, you'll have to help me remember. Well, there's on a that lot of one. talk about it, the building was owned by the guy who started, uh, you know, the the investment company that owns Dominion. But that was back in 2006. They sold it in 2007. So well, that one doesn't hold up. And and Biden's, uh, you know, um, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever. But all yeah. of those are false. All those are false. Oh yeah, completely. But if so, that's one. That's one side. Another one that I think is probably a little more popular and something that I could actually kind of see happening because <laughs> is because there's a lot of conspiracy shit already surrounding it. And I think it's kind of a scapegoat, but it seems like a plausible one that they might be able to tie this thing up with. Mm-hmm. And that is if this guy happened to be one of those huge 5G, you know, conspiracy guys that just was so against 5g coming into america that that would be why he targeted at&t and would would try to do as much damage to try to make or or bring attention to this whole 5g thing that he felt that wasn't getting the attention it deserved and doug you and i've watched videos about about guys (laughs) losing their shit over 5g no right and in the video you show me the guy had a q hat on yeah uh, for QAnon. So that's why I'm saying if that one is a conspiracy theory that you're willing to be entertained by, then that would put him on the Trump side of the aisle. Yeah. Well, I, you're right. But the guy that I'm that I showed you the video of, everything that he says has been proven. He's he was an installer. He yeah. was an ace. Now he did have a QAnon hat on, which I'm not even going to go there. But he was an installer that knew what fucking 5G could do, and it can do the things that he said it can do. But this is the this is the difference, and I, I think I think anything that happens now, mm-hmm. that 
politically, people are going to try to make something out of it because that's just where we're at as a fucking country. Sure. The left did it. No, the right did it. You know, it's... Well, that's where, that's the, just, that's where the most radical people are, are dwelling right, right now is in their political pits. Right. And I just don't see how... I, I don't think that this guy was political with it at all. Because if he was, for one thing, he would have left a manifesto. He would have left something to say... I did this because of this reason. And and what about this? What if he did, but he left it in the RV? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how you can spend so much time planning for one yeah, thing, and yeah. you just oh, you you I forget the smallest it, detail. I forgot to put it in the mailbox. It wouldn't shock me though if, like, on New Year's, um, I mean, dude was an IT person, so. Um, he could have potentially put something out there. He hit it in that, code. No, it, it, I mean, they have time release websites where you submit shit in advance and then it releases at a certain time that you um, preordain. And then, I mean, I, I could see that happening if he wanted to make sure that a vast uh, grouping of people ended up seeing it. Because, of course, it's going to be ripped down as, as soon as it's well, found. And also, here's the thing. Not everything gets... Uh, figured out or found as quickly as we wanted to, or sure. at least released to us. Remember the uh, the Olympic bombing here in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. I mean, half the half the city or half the nation, or maybe all of the nation, except for those actually on the very front lines, thought it was some tubby security guard who yeah. wanted to be a cop. Yeah, and the whole time it was uh, Eric Rudolph running around up in, in Asheville. Yeah, you know, uh, living off of Walmart dumpsters yeah. for five years or however long it was. Yeah. So not everything is as it seems when it happens. That's what I'm saying. This is not even a week later. And the only thing we have now is to at least sit back and entertain ourselves with uh, the shit that is being spun around us. And I'm and I have to at least hear it and, and pay attention to it. If for nothing else to shit on it, laugh at it. Or if there's anything that even sounds halfway credible, go, oh, you know what? Well, that's the, that the, might and, be something. And that's my, that's my thing. When, when, there's, when it's something that is credible, that's what I look for in any conspiracy. Yeah. You know? I mean, hell, Roswell, credible as hell. Yeah, there's a lot of credible shit that happened at Roswell. But when you're looking at something like this and you make it into politics, I just I don't think this is going to be a politically motivated act. I think this is just the act of a IT guy. You say he's deep into IT. What better target than AT and T if you're a disgruntled IT employee? Yeah. You know, I mean, they they are fucking it when it comes to IT delivery. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be severely let down if something this big happened because somebody was upset over 20 years of late fees. <laughs> like well, I, that's really gonna piss me well, off. I think because if that's the barrier in which now we can't, like, you know, I just I hate this phone company because my boss was a dickhead. It's like you don't have to ruin a whole fucking city block. Now you're just well, a fucking ass. This is my belief. If he is heavy in the IT, it could be an, an intellectual property right. He could have designed something that AT and T took from him. Yeah, and he thought. Fuck AT and T. I mean, I mean, he is an old school IT yeah, uh, yeah. developer. So, so. so I mean, if now, do you think that there's anything that's going to possibly come out of this chick in California who he signed his house over to? That apparently they're trying to figure out who the fuck this broad is. 
Pam I no would not be shocked if she's some probably. like 900 number type individual that he pours his soul out to because he doesn't have anybody else. See, this is where it's just like, look, I understand this protocol and you got to go through all the, uh, you know, the evidence and you got to flip every brick over to, you got to look for everything and that takes time. But it's like when you do something this public, sure. information is what everybody's wanting. Right. And you're, you're, the, the longer it takes for that information to become public, you're going to be fraught with just ridiculous claims that don't have any basis in reality. Right. But at the same time, you also have a history of things that never really get fully divulged back to the public. Like, right. look at the Vegas shooting. Yeah. What, 9-11. No. Yeah, what, whatever came of the Vegas shooting was Stephen Haddock or Paddock. Um. Oh, nothing to see here. He was just a guy with no motivation whatsoever, killed 50-plus people, wounded over 100, and uh, don't worry about it. Vegas is totally safe, and no one will ever do that again because uh, it never happened before. And it's just like, no, man. It was the biggest mass murder event in American history, you know, that didn't involve planes. I think it, I, that was only three years ago. Yeah. I kind of think that we should probably get a fucking answer on that, but every authority just squash it down. Nothing to see here, which immediately is just going to bring about the crazies. If you want to reduce the crazies, you can't let this string out forever and just hope people forget about it. Right. The yeah. internet exists. No, Nothing I, goes no, away. I, yeah, I get that. Like I said, there's a lot of other things that I could see wrapping up in conspiracy than this. You know, sure. I just don't. I just don't see this as a legitimate conspiracy theory that would hold up i just don't see that i don't that's also because you're a rational reasonable person right, right? Well, let's not no, forget no. let's not forget pizzagate right where this shit started online yeah. and a guy eventually went into a pizza parlor and, and started, started shooting, shooting into people, the floor yeah. people act on lack of information or right. partial information and you get shit like what happened in nashville if someone thinks that 5g is zapping their brain you right. know not saying that that's what caused it, but people are out there that do believe this, that are willing to do crazy shit like this, and they might see this as a beacon, like, oh, we got everybody. You know, yeah. There's no talent. That's what I'm saying. The, the distance between the action and the information, to me, that is critical. All like, right. I look at the conspiracy theories as, like, you know, something to chew on for entertainment until that comes out. And as it's coming out, you know, we'll we'll address it and uh, either shoot it down, mock it, or or pass it on and say, I think this is viable. But it's just we're so so recent after the event. There's just, there's just not much else to do but look at the crazy shit. At right. This. We're we're at the crazy part of the stage of finding out what happened. Yeah. No. I and <laughs> I did mention to you, and this doesn't have anything to do with conspiracy theory, but. Just if they do end up making a movie out of this, one of the creepiest aspects, which you did not actually see in any of the stuff that you reviewed. However, I saw quite a few articles that mentioned this, that during the time that the countdown is, uh, ta or no, just before the blast, actually, um, a song was playing yeah. uh, from the RV, which was uh, downtown. And I don't know. I mean, my history with like movies and things like that, uh, 
I think of like the movie about Summer of Sam, uh, where the hurdy gurdy man becomes like a really creepy song, or uh, Sleepwalk um, during the La Bamba uh, movie, or the 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 common nomenclature around Fortunate Son. Like yeah. you don't want to hear Fortunate Son playing out of an apartment of a, a Vietnam vet because he's about to fucking go postal. On <laughs> so yeah, no, I get. There's a little bit of uh, Americana mystique and having a soundtrack to something like this. Well, and it was right beforehand. Um, I mean, the lyrics were "The lights are much brighter there," and then kaboom. And downtown. Well, yeah. you know, crazy people are going to do crazy shit. That's what it basically comes down to for me. That's it's it, it's, it's mm-hmm. always there's always going to be someone out there that's willing to make a mark that other people are going to look at that are crazy, yeah. just like you're talking about. And the the crazy people that look at that mark, they're going to say, "I can better that. I can better that crazy act <laughs> by this act," you yeah. know. And that's where the school shootings came. My God, the school shootings. Columbine made anything possible at school. 9-11 made anything possible in a downtown area. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, same thing. Made anything possible. It's It's almost like we live in a time now where you have to step on eggshells with certain groups of people. If those people don't get a connection socially. It's a social thing. All of this shit is, you know, when you look at uh, Timothy McVeigh and all of the people that were in the Oklahoma city thing, they lost their connection with normal society and their connection went into militia, went into military people that come out of the military and they're disgruntled against the government. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you jump in your own little group, then your little group is going to reinforce whatever belief that you have of something being evil to the point to where you're going to do something evil. That's what's going to happen. And it's, and it's because you've lost your view of all of the whole and you've taken your little chunk of the whole and made it your law, what you live by. And that's going on everywhere. It's mm-hmm. going on everywhere. And that's what I was actually worried about when I heard this news, because I'm not a, a right-wing Christian conservative MAGA Trump guy, but I can see where super Christian conservative right-wing MAGA Trump guys wake up to news about bombs going off on American soil on Christmas morning right. and, they- and say, this is the call to action. Right. You know, this is the call to arms. Yes. Like this could ignite and, and the nation of crazy. And that's what into I, and shit. that's what I think this will do. I, that's what. I, but I think it'll be more on the uh, on the side of people that are already they're already in a place where they could commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a, and there's a lot of those people. There's a lot of people that are in that in that place where at any given time, you know, they can. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. They, they anymore. just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when you get so many of those people together, and then now you have social media that can group those people together, where, where they all they're all talking about how terrible the world is and how everything's all fucked up, and then they get their own little click of everything that's fed to them. 
and it causes shit like this. And this guy, this guy's like Columbine. This guy is a suicide. I guess he's considered a suicide bomber, even though he didn't hurt anybody. But that's basically what he is. He, well, blew, but he fucking blew himself up he, yeah. by the, with a bomb. Yeah. And and what his act right now has done has woken up people to better that mark. If you want to go into a conspiracy thing, let's do it. Then that's that's the thing that I think will come out. Well, of and this. we already had a lazy copycat within two days. Yeah, yeah. you know. So right. Yeah, they arrested a guy for driving, I think, another RV up in Tennessee, not far from this, who uh, was making the same claims, and they arrested his ass for making false threats, right. and, they, and they, they didn't find anything well, in the Well, and you're always going to have the crazies like that that are yeah. just trying well, to... Well, you, you mentioned Columbine. Arona and I are the same age. We graduated in 2000. We graduated high school in 2000. I remember I was in the classroom in my high school... As Columbine was happening, we watched it live. We watched a school get shot up mm-hmm. from my high school. Yeah, it and was that's some scary shit. Bizarre, yes. and it, and 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 my high school was uh, kind of like you don't see this shit anymore. But it it had its own campus and every with multiple separate buildings. Right, there was actual uh courtyards between every it was yeah. almost like a mini college campus yeah, my high school was like that too yeah. and well now everything's just one right. big ass building but this one and you know in a trailer we we started immediately going through uh you know different drills of what to do okay if e building gets locked down e building goes to c building and this that whatever but i remember that was in uh columbine was in what 98 99 uh, it was something yes, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, April twentieth of ninety nine, I think. Yeah. For the next year and a half, it was yeah, it was April, so we had the rest of ninety nine and then uh, two thousand. So then the last year, my senior year in high school, I can't tell you how many bomb threats we had at school and how many bomb threat drills we had, uh, where we would just go spend the rest of the afternoon out on the baseball field, right? And eventually, if they couldn't. If they couldn't legitimize or, or or notice that there was no true threat, then they would just let us go home or go back to class or whatever. But at every school, if y'all remember that time, there were oh, yeah. there were bomb threats or yeah. threats of violence at every school across the country. That it continued well after I left high school. Yeah, and now it's a now school shootings. I mean, well, it's. 2020 it's a, uh, yeah. was was a very good year yeah, for school shootings. Yeah, because school shootings, yes. <laughs> but, but Columbine, like I said, you know, that opened up Parkland, it opened up Virginia Tech, it opened up Sandy Hook. All of the massacres that came after Columbine, yeah. that's where it started. That was the seed. It was the, the kids that, you know, didn't fit in. And when you take a kid like that and they do an act like Columbine, then everything that follows it is different. And that's the way I look at this. This right here has made suicide a, you know, obviously, a spectacle. You've, obviously you've always had suicide bombers and things like that. But yes, this has made suicide more of a, uh, yes, a spectacle to where now people that are wanting to commit suicide are going to try to make a spectacle out of it. Yeah. And in that probably will kill some people, you know, some people will die. But I mean... A lot of people have committed suicide and tried to make a spectacle out of it in yeah. different ways. You're right. But like you were saying, uh, one thing that you you bring up a lot in this conversation uh, that we're wrapping up is that 
you know, with the lockdowns and everything, that this is kind of what comes out of it. Do you think that if we, do you think that we have something like this happen, say in a 2018 world where we're not in a lockdown? I mean, obviously this didn't happen in 2018, but do you think that the conditions of the year is what brought this person to this result? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it didn't help. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that 2020 caused it, but 2020 is definitely a symptom. Yeah. I, I just wonder if we were, if we were in a more quote unquote normal year, no, if, yeah. if this, if this exact individual would have done what he did. Yeah. And there, and, and well, nobody will ever know that, but yeah. Yeah. at the same time, he's set a mark. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's set a mark for, for suicide bombing. And, uh, that's some scary shit. Well, now, I'll go back to my yeah. original thought where, I mean, I would not still be shocked if it's just a, a, like we're saying a, a ploy for attention because, I mean, a lot of these individuals that have the manifestos they release, you see them all over 4chan, see them uh, with, you know, involved in plenty of message boards um, where they're getting support from others and their kooky ideas and shit. And you're not seeing a lot of that here. Um, he seems very by large soft-spoken about everything with everyone he ever knew. And still when that, you know, um, does, uh, spill over into the online world, even without, uh, you know, not including social media, which, you know, does not surprise me that he stayed away from, I mean, but still message boards and things like that. It would shock me if we all of a sudden find out that there's some huge political, uh something behind this it's always the quiet ones well and Doug, sure. to give you some credit here this is something that we've talked about on this podcast and one thing that i've fervently agree with you if that's the correct use of that word yeah it works <laughs> is we've said it's not the ones that are online boasting and 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 beating their chest and talking about how much of a badass they yes. are you got to worry about it. it's the ones you never hear about Going back to the school shootings, going yeah. back to any of these, it's the quiet it's ones. Always yep. the quiet guy. Yeah. I, you know, the neighbor that ends up having nineteen bodies hacked up in the yeah. basement. He was a quiet neighbor. Yeah. I just yeah. would have you never saw it see coming. That. Every time, every time, even with uh, what's his name, eating eating fucking people. What the fuck is his name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Okay, now Dahmer. Everybody thought Dahmer was just a cool guy until. All this smell started coming from his apartment. Mm-hmm. And then it started permeating the whole building. And that's when people started actually getting mad at him because of the stink. They didn't know he was had body parts in there and shit at that time. And then when he finally gets busted, people are like, oh, yeah, well, now that smell in the <laughs> now building that you makes sense it. to me now. Yeah. Now I can start <laughs> to connect the dots. Yeah. Imagine how many Jeffrey Dahmer's... <laughs> Could be out there yes, that yeah, just right don't like apartment right, buildings. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Sticks, or don't have a landlord or anybody yeah, yeah. to come they check in on their house. Shit. Well, hey. if being quiet is the, uh, you know, bar we said another 20 or 30 years, y'all might hear something about me. <laughs> I mean, we're on a podcast. You're no, you're no longer quiet. Yeah. Oh, in my regular life, though, you can very much admit I would that stop I am trying reserved. to make the case that you're a suspect, <laughs> yeah. especially on a public forum. You're I'm trying no, to help you out here, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow my lead, dude. FBI is taking my name to help me. Like he's going to be a good patsy. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah, I think basically closing this shit out. It's just like what I say. Crazy yeah. people will always do crazy shit. Yep. 
Yeah. And, that's, and th- th- there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You, you can't stop it. You just hope not to be in the way. Yes. Yeah, you don't, you and, don't and, want to be there when they snap. And I, I will just say this. They have released body cam footage of the officers. Those lucky, lucky bastards. They walked. Oh, no they shit. were walking right by it. Yeah. Less than uh, less than two minutes before it goes All off. Right. I mean, and that's why that's why hell. they gave the interview that they did on TV. You know, I mean, every one of them broke down when they were talking to them. Every one of them, all the cops that were there, they were there because it scared the shit out of them. Well, of course it did. Because obviously they probably were thinking that it was just some kind of hoax or something. Well, it's kind of like, but they did get out of the way. So something was in their mind that said, you know, hey, maybe this is maybe there's something to this. Maybe this will blow up. And then when it knocked them on their ass. They were like, hey. Maybe the guy was just a huge fan of Die Hard and wanted to make his own Christmas movie. Sure. Because think about the the black cop in Die Hard, the dad from Family Matters. He shows up to Nakatomi Plaza, and he's like, ah, it's Christmas Eve. It's probably going to be pretty light. Nothing to see here. And a body lands on and his car. And then explosions happen. <laughs> Maybe there. That's my conspiracy theory. This dude loved Die Hard just a little bit too much. Just a scooch too much. Well, and that'll wrap up our Nashville talk. <laughs> well, I, to kind of spill over 2020, just if looking at the footage, you know, from this year, we resemble quite a bit much more this year, kind of a Rwanda or some third world country war torn and shit. Well, the, the one thing that uh, differentiates us from Rwanda is we have a government that will give us money. Oh, yeah. And that news also broke over the weekend. Don't worry, all y'all. We we getting paid. That's right. With your own money. Trump signed the coronavirus omnibus bill, even though he went on a four-minute rant about how he totally wasn't going to do that. And we'll get into some of the details. He didn't exactly... Um, he didn't just sign it and we're you're going to get 600 bucks. They're, they're, we're going to uncover some more stuff. But if you don't remember... From our last episode, we briefly touched on it. We basically just mocked the amount that was in it for us. That uh, $1,800 for a year of not being able to work for the people that aren't able to work. Yeah. This is a slap in the face. Yeah, that's nothing. This right here, if it would have... Well, fuck that. Even if we end up getting $3,200 from the government, it's still a slap in the face. That's more Mm -hmm. than enough to make people like this guy in Nashville do what he did. Right. And, and, you know, believe whatever conspiracy theory or not, the government is straight up fucking all of us. Yes. And, oh, yeah. and, I, and and this should show everyone that the Republicans and the Democrats are not there for you. Yeah. They're not there for the people of when, the United when, States. When times actually you get tough. It. Yes. You know. They what, cover what, their ass. What, they, what is the saying? Tough ten, tough times. Cover uh, tough measures. Or, or <laughs> uh, you know, show tough man souls. Yeah, or right, there's, right. there's something about that. Like. <laughs> I'm butchering when the they, fuck out of it. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Tough times expose tough men or some shit like that. When the going gets tough, the government will let you down. Actually, when the going is good, the government will still let you down. With your own money. Yes. This yeah. is the thing. This is the thing that people really need to fucking pay attention to. They're spending billions and billions and trillions, really, of dollars on shit that has nothing to do with bettering this country. And that's what they're supposed to be there to do. They're supposed to be there to protect and defend the United States. That's their whole mission is to protect 
and defend us. Now, all they're doing is taking all of our money and spending it as they please. Sure. Yeah. On anything they deem necessary. Anything they deem necessary. Correct. Not what the people need. And, when and you, not what the people would even deem necessary. Right. Right. People would not, not even meeting the threshold, the weakest threshold ever of what we need. Right. But and, not not even what we would want to. And and it's what and it's on. what they spend this money on that really causes a lot of uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of radical government people out there that are going to do some crazy shit just because of what I'm about to talk about and what Jim is going to pull up uh, with our dear president. Speaking. I'm ready, Dougie. Now this is now this is one thing Trump Trump gave a speech. Uh, when was it? About four days ago, I guess it was. Yeah. On the uh, just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Jim's gonna play. Jim's gonna play a little bit for you. But uh, in his speech, the things that he mentions in there, and I gotta give it to him. Uh, he's absolutely right on everything mm-hmm. that he's mentioning. Yes, of showing people how wasteful they are, just blowing our money. Well, yeah. and not. I've- not not the government's money. Everybody thinks the, the government, government doesn't is, have money. Is something different. The government doesn't have money. They no. have your money. They yeah. have my money. They have our money. Well, and I brought that up is, not. I brought up not too long ago on on our show, uh, pork uh, pork spending. Just the, the random amounts of shit that are in bills that have nothing to do with what the bills are about. So, I mean, this very much points to that with it being a 5,500 page document that Congress or that, I mean, anybody got really um, eight hours to review the shit. If anybody wants a lesson on government yeah. and you have kids, give your kids all of your credit cards and your bank account and let them buy whatever the fuck they want to buy with <laughs> it and see how much you got left over. And, and and then the way that you do it is you just keep having kids, yeah, and, yeah. and keep giving them more credit cards, right? Giving them more credit cards, and, yes. and and you just you just keep it going, you know. Uh, on and then if you run out of credit cards, you just order another credit card. And well, and hope, then and then if it goes and hope on, that it, that you still got enough credit to keep keep and, this and shit it, going. And if it goes on long enough, uh, your kids will start having kids. You still give those kids credit cards right. too. We right. want them all to have credit cards. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give them, give them your credit cards and your bank account number, and let them spend as freely as they want to. And I'll, I'll right before we start this Trump video, I'll say this: I got to quote the great Ron Paul, where he says that foreign spending, U.S. foreign spending or U.S. foreign aid, is stealing from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries. I'll let that marinate on you for a minute. But here's our our uh, great and fearless leader, Trump, making actually some pretty fucking good points. Yes, very good points. Oh, yeah. And a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, <laughs> the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, 
$134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. $1 billion for the Smithsonian and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico, a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of down trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses and in particular restaurants whose owners have suffered so grievously. They were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me. Now, <laughs> real quick, I got, I got to touch on the very end of that. That's the closest thing to a concession speech, speech that he's given. That he will give. Um, well, um, yeah. <laughs> only the future will tell. But I'm saying up until this point right now, based on what we just heard, that is the closest thing to a concession speech that the man has given. That is notable. That is something to pay attention to. Right. Now, the heart of it and the meat of it is what we were touching on, obviously, leading up to it. Mm -hmm. He's spot the fuck on. Yes. Now, he opens, and, and I we cut this part out because it seems to get people in a little tizzy. Uh that he opens it with shitting on the Democrats for dragging this out through the summer. I don't give two fucks about getting into the weeds about that. 
the the subject matter that he's hitting on is spot on. You got billions of dollars going to other countries. And I already told you what I think of what foreign U.S. foreign spending is. Uh, you're robbing for poor people here in America, and you're only giving it to rich people in other poor, shitty, shittily run countries. Right. We, that's not our role. That is not what we, as American people would want for them to do but jim we're promoting democracy yeah well we can have a totally different chat about democracy (laughs) well in a year that we are hurting as much as we're hurting nothing needs to go anywhere else it needs to focus on us on our society and i'm gonna go ahead and say you know from his speech from everything i already talk about if you're a lobbyist in fucking washington dc Go fuck yourself, please. Go go wait outside of an AT&T building. Yeah. <laughs> and just wait for Cousin Eddie to pick you up in his RV. Yeah, fuck them all, man. This is, this is the true just raping of American people. And this is something that has been going on our entire lifetimes. From all sides. From all sides. This is not a partisan thing. In fact, the worst part about it is it's a bipartisan thing. Right. There's no stopgap here. And this is what's mm. crazy is in the Constitution, um, we're not supposed to be able to question the debt of the United States. We can't question. That's in the Constitution. Ex- that, expound on that. The government debt. We can't question it. The people can't question what the U.S. government spends its money on. That is in the Constitution. Is that because so, it's inferred that uh, we are, are the American public's leverage is to vote out the people that we think are questionable? This, the, the, is I, that th- what's implied in that? Probably. I don't, I don't know what's implied in it, but I do know that the people can't are not allowed to question the debt of the government. Now I'm going to read this from the amendments of the Constitution. Amendment 14, Section 4. The validity of the public debt of the United States, comma. These commas are very, very fucking specific in what I'm about to say. The validity of public debt of the United States, comma. Authorized by law, comma. Including debts incurred for payments of pensions and bounties for services to the suppressing Insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. End of quote. Now, okay. now the 14th Amendment was written in 1789. Right. So obviously, we can look at it and say, well, that was Reconstruction. We're, we're talking about, obviously, insurrection and rebellion was in regards to the remnants of the Civil War. Right. And so they wrote it into law so that they could rebuild the country. Yes. However, yes. <laughs> how many times has our country bastardized previous language for their own profits? <laughs> now, however, amendments don't have expiration dates. No. So you can take what was written then and uh, twist it to apply to now. Exactly. Right now, today. Now, it was revised in 1992. Surprise, surprise. That was Ooh. when old Billy... Billy, uh, Billy was in there. Yeah. Billy Billy Big Dick was in there doing his thing. And that's also when, if you look at the national debt, in the 90s, it took a massive spike yes. straight the fuck up and hasn't even slowed down. Yeah. Um, 
surprising that it would be revised in 92, but it's also surprising that they would take this amendment, and this is the precedent that what you're saying, Doug, I'm trying to also help bolster your point, yes. is what they're using now to say, yeah, bruh, can't question it. We're here doing this by law. That's why I'm saying those are the most dangerous words in the Constitution oh, yeah. of the United States. Those That's- those words right there, I, I'll argue Sean Hannity, Bill Maher, anybody on this. Anytime the people that they're they're taking our money, it's our money. Mm-hmm. When the government takes your money and you're not allowed to question the government on what they're spending your money on, yeah, it's what a, the it, fuck. It's what a blank. Fuck? It's a blank check, just like um, everything that they started screaming Patriot Act for after that was put in. I mean, it's a blank check for them to go. Well, we can almost line anything up under this because we can count just about anything as perceived insurrection. Well, and it's, it's also, it just harkens back to the, uh, the audacity that elected officials have and the entity that is government. Remember back to Nixon, you know, it's not illegal if I do it. Arona, we were watching right. the Snowden uh, movie uh, just over the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, it obviously... That's, it's a, that's a good movie. It's an Oliver, it's a very good obviously, one. it's an Oliver Stone film. It's exaggerated to the nth degree to make his point. However, the... The notions are still, they still hold. And that is, you know, it's not, it's not illegal if the government's doing it. Right. Sure. And that is, that is what they operate on. Right. We are not to be questioned. We are the high authority of the land and we are doing this for your good. You don't need to know what we're doing. Right. We work in secrecy. Yes. We are not to be questioned. Yes. Shut up. Thank me for my service and get back in line. And all of that comes down to those words that I just read. Yeah. All of it. And, if if you really want to change fundamental change in the constitution that's the shit you need to repeal that's the amendment you need to get rid of now not the whole amendment because some of the amendment is actually good but that section of that amendment needs to go the fuck away yeah yeah and then if people pay attention man talk to your representatives that are running for congress running for senate Make this an issue moving forward. And you can do that by just going to congress.gov or just Googling, who is my congressman? Yes. And mm-hmm. we'll spit you their name and their phone number, their email. They're available. They are a public servant, believe it or not. Yes. They are not a deity. You can contact them and someone will listen to it. I've and, done it many times. And so, yeah. If, if we could get that repealed out of the Constitution and really open government up to let people see where their money is going... This country would change overnight. Overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And when that wording is in the Constitution, it's like, where's the freedom in that? That word freedom becomes a whole different thing now. It it highlights for me the thing that no one really pays attention to to in our country. Um, Everyone touts the fact that we are a democracy. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. We are not so much a democracy as we are a republic. Yes. We give away um, the ability to govern to elected officials. Yeah, we, de- we delegate our uh, responsibilities to those that we entrust that responsibility to carry out on our behalf. But if they're not held into account, then they just have exactly. a blank check and, and they're and, free and running. And if people aren't 
educated. You know, read the Constitution. Yeah, beyond everybody, a high school level. Yes, like, yeah. Your, your schools are failing you. You need to do a little work exactly. on your own. And I've, I have, I said this on a podcast a long time ago, and I still beg people to download the Constitution. I, I just you bought, can get them for free on any phone. I just bought one and, because I wanted it. I wanted a hard copy. It's in my house now. I bought it off Amazon. Right, right. It's like three bucks. It'll be at your get house a, the next get day. Get a copy of the Constitution and. When you hear something fucked up, read the Constitution and see why the fucked up shit that you're hearing is allowed to happen. Like I said, the Constitution, I think, is a great document. The biggest thing that I disagree with it in is this, as far as the involvement of government in people's life. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's my that's always been my biggest thing is why can't we question what you're spending our money on. Yeah. Why can't I, we do that? I think mine lands uh, further down the amendment list, about five amendments down. But I'm with you. I'm with no, you. I, I, that's, a, that's a big one, though. You know? Because if you, if you listen to the, to the wording, it, you, you have to read it to see the commas. You know? Yeah. It's the, basically any law that's passed, and then it says comma, including the insurrection and the taking over of a rebellion and all that. That's including, you know, yeah. it's any law and that. Yeah. And anything they, that we they, live under they is got law. You. They got you from yes. both sides. Yes. But um. so anyway, that was a great speech by Trump. He did call out the wasteful spending and all that, but he also signed it. Yeah. And initially when he signed it, I think he signed it Sunday night, uh, last night. I was fucking pissed. I was like, what a bitch. What a fucking bitch move. Fuck him. I can't. Can we just have the presidency vacated? Like, I don't want Trump in there. I don't want Biden. I want, I want it to be an empty seat for four years. And, and just, we don't need that position filled. Let's try that shit out. But I, it pissed me off to no end. And I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this motherfucker. And then a few hours go by, I go to bed, I wake up, I start hearing some reports, I start seeing some quotes that it might not totally be what it appears to be. And I'm going to read uh I'm going to read a little article here from the Epoch Times uh who are vehemently against China. So if you ever want to read some shit uh shitting on China, they got it all. Yeah, videos on YouTube. They get, yep. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're EP- actually getting docs on YouTube right now. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of their shit is not up on YouTube, and they tell you that. They That's you. Uh, E-P-O-C-H, by the way. Yeah. Yes. The Epoch Times. Put a link. Put a link. In the I'll put a link to this article notes. I'm going to read because, I, yes, I know. that. See, the difference is, is I don't mind the news if I know their bias. If I know what angle they're hitting from... That just be open and honest. Don't try to say we're the most trusted name of news when you're clearly just a fucking shit starter, gaslighter, shit poster. It's a tagline. Yeah. So anyway, from the Epoch Times, they write, and this comes in uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, House votes to increase stimulus checks to $2,000. And it's like, well, wait a minute. They're still voting on shit even after the president signed it? It's like, yeah, because here's why. And uh, we'll get into the article here. The House of Representatives voted late on December 28 to amend the COVID-19 relief bill to boost direct payments to Americans to $2,000 from $600. 
A two-thirds majority was required to pass the bill, known as the Cash Act. It passed the Democratic majority house in a 275 to 134 vote. The measure now heads to the Republican majority Senate for consideration. We'll get there in a minute. The bill would increase payments for adults and children from 600 to 2000. People with income of up to $75,000 and married couples with income up to $150,000 would be eligible for the full amount. The amounts would decrease for those earning higher incomes. Just like the last one. Yeah, so then it goes a little bit into who's eligible, whatever. Okay, now to the meat of it. The move comes after President Donald Trump used the Impoundment Control Act of 1974 to increase the stimulus payment amount to $2,000 and remove what he called wasteful spending from the relief bill. That's everything we just played for you from his speech. As And here's a quote from Trump. As president, I have told Congress that I want far less wasteful spending and more money going to the American people in the form of $2,000 checks per adult and $600 per child, Trump wrote in a White House statement late on December 27th. The Impoundment Control Act of 1974 allows the president to make demands to Congress, although Congress ultimately decides whether they will accept his demands and any rescissions and vote on them. Right. Now, that was what they were voting on tonight in yeah. the House. And yeah, that, and that is in the Constitution. Yeah. Trump signaled that he would invoke the act on December 27th, writing, I will sign the omnibus bill and COVID package with a strong message that makes clear to Congress that wasteful items need to be removed. I will send back to Congress a redlined version, item by item, accompanied by the formal rescission request to Congress, insisting that those funds be removed from the bill. I am signing this bill to restore unemployment benefits, stop evictions, provide rental assistance, add money for small business loans, return our airline workers back to work, and substantially more money for vaccine distribution and much more. That's basically the nut of it. Right. Is he signed it, but with a big fat red pen. Right. And went th- the, the fact that it's in there now, whether this is true or not, I don't have the time to go through 5,593 pages to see if he sent it back and went right line item but what but you, if he did that shit hey dude salute yeah yeah but what you did what you said right before that mm-hmm. is the main thing it's ultimately up to the senate and congress and which is yeah, so even within the political arena this is what i want from a president is yeah. to stop the bullshit yeah. from yeah. congress to make them see yeah to make people see what the fuck put it out there on a on. national yeah. stage come out make a speech about yeah. it and say, this is what I'm fucking doing. I'm signing this bitch, but I'm writing all this right. shit the way it needs. I'm going right. to fucking redline this thing, and now it's up to fucking Congress. So what he's saying is, American people should not accept this. I don't accept this. Now, Congress, do your fucking job. This is by far one of the best things he's ever done. I have not seen very often where a president will call out all the bullshit that is uh, layered into a bill. The House is doing their job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The House. as they, they have been. The House has been doing their job the whole fucking time. It's the fucking Senate. The senators are so dug in. It doesn't matter. It's because mm-hmm. they're, they're power hungry. There's too much power in a lot of these seats, and they think that they're just... They, they, these are people that don't live like us. Therefore, they don't think like us. They don't feel like us. They don't need like us. And they put it on display every chance they fucking get. 
Now, a lot of people have said, oh, Trump signed it. He's Mitch's, he's Mitch's bitch and all this other stuff. He's got an opportunity here to throw Mitch right under the fucking bus. Yep. Yeah. And it's if, if, if Mitch even wants to ever come back up to a podium with a microphone and stay and, and say that I'm here to do anything on the American people's behalf, here's your fucking chance. You fucked up everything before this. And the only thing I got to give Mitch McConnell credit on is he did step in and he got the ATF to rescind their letter about um, AR pistol braces and that's now going away. Everything's going back to normal. So I'll get into that yeah, later. Screw the guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I thought into- you were going to give him credit on looking like a turtle. No, I'm going <laughs> to give him credit for standing up for the Second Amendment because uh-huh. that's important as fuck. You don't have any of the other amendments if you don't have the second. Um, even the bad ones like Section 4 of 14th what, Amendment. What's his name? Tippy? Yeah, Tippy. Remember Draw Tippy? The turtle? You guys, oh, you probably are. <laughs> you guys are probably too young to remember that. Uh, there was a there was a turtle. His yeah. name was Tippy the turtle. Yeah, and it was for a drawing school, I guess, an art school. Yeah, and what you did is you drew Tippy. It was a, he was a little cartoon. You would draw draw Tippy and send what you drew to the art school. They and all they, look like Mitch McConnell, and they would they? say, "Yes, they look just." <laughs> you need to see Tippy. I'll, we'll, uh, I'll see if we can find a link to Tippy. One of and the things, put, that, put that in the show notes. One and, of the things I miss most from uh, John Stewart being on the air was his impression of was actual McConnell. humor yes actual <laughs> humor jesus christ they they yeah i don't even want to get into it yeah he's, <laughs> he's, dude he's evil on a level with uh cheney oh yeah, yeah. cheney and rummy he's on their level of evil so yeah. well anyway kudos kudos to trump for doing that and I know all the people that still want to shit on them and say that uh, I I don't know. At this point, I just gotta I just gotta think that anybody shitting on this is just just getting in their last blows before he leaves office because they're just gonna be so out of um, you know Orange Man bad. Oh, he's fucking that, Mitch McConnell up, dude. He they're, is, they're gonna have Orange Man bad fatigue, and they're not gonna know where to put their hate for a while. So I feel bad for you. But either way, now granted, don't get me wrong i'm against all government aid spending all that shit because it it goes back to what you're saying doug is there all they're doing is spending our money tippy they're they're spending money (laughs) that and right now they're spending money that's gonna have to be paid in the future It's, Mm -hmm. it's money that doesn't exist they're having to create it for this they they ran out of money. The it don't matter. Don't yeah. matter. They it doesn't matter. They we can't question anything they're doing. So I'm questioning it now. Fuck them. Yeah. I'm breaking the law. Yeah. I don't so. give two shits. And uh, and who owns most of our debt? China. China. Yeah. But here's my point. I'm against all government bailouts of any kind, with the only exception to if it's a government that's preventing you from earning your own money then it's incumbent on that source that's stopping that to fucking do whatever they can to to make up for it somehow. Right. The only time I would ever be uh, okay with government bailouts is if it's the government that is single-handedly preventing people uh, or that's single-handedly causing the issue in which they now have to come in and try to solve. But I think we can all agree government's handling of the solution is piss-poor at best. Even with Trump doing the most mediocre of fucking things 
and stopping $600, which would do diddly fuck for anyone, especially anybody that actually lost their job. Even if this $2,000 check comes out and, and let's say you're a family of four, cool, you get 5200 bucks. That's not nothing, but to make up for a year, an entire fucking year. Yeah. This is my point. This is a slap in the face to everybody. Even with the government doing all of this shit to try to get us the maximum amount that they see fit. See, that's the difference. They're giving us the maximum amount that they see fit exactly. that we have. Exactly. Fuck that. And we're not allowed to question that. Oh, man. It's brutal. The ways that they fuck us and the ways that people take it. And this is deep-rooted, long tradition. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. If you've been in a position of power in D.C. for long enough, that means that you have just a shitload of people that are determined to keep you there. And the more people that you've got of power and influence and money that just all they want to do is just keep the train rolling, yeah. keep the gravy train rolling. And it only and flows in one direction. The only way it all changes, I'm totally convinced of this, is if every politician gets elected out of office at the same time. Now, it can't happen at the same time. It would be over a couple of election cycles. But. You have to get rid of everybody that's there. Well, real swift term limits. Yes. Right yeah, down no, the but, fucking but line. But that's the only way you get term limits is you have to get all new people there to vote for term limits. That's my point to the American voter, the people that vote. If just one time or twice, it would twice in your whole fucking life to change everything you really want to change shit vote for the other guy vote for the other guy one fucking time vote against it, it doesn't matter who the incumbent is vote against them and just and pray they're not another one of exactly. the establishment and that and that and that's the thing and it might take more than a couple of times to do it because yeah. you might have to weed out some corrupt shit from that. But if they, if people would pay attention enough to their local fucking shit, their state representatives, their local, you know, mayors, and all all the people that are in power, if they would pay attention to what those people are doing, if they're actually helping the situation or if they're sucking as much from it as they can. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to see. And when you see people that do nothing but suck from it, you weed those people out. Well, yeah. and plenty, you weed them out. plenty of scholars have mentioned, you know, don't just focus on your mayoral or gubernatorial races. By that time, it's too late. You need to start focusing on a very low level at the people you're allowing into government. Yes. And that's what I was going to say is, in all honesty, democracy works on a local level. Yes. It does not work on a national level. And I think that mm -hmm. 2020 could not have exemplified that any greater. If we are to still believe in this system, then your focus should be on the, the closest election to you, on the smallest and most personal level. Because I can't tell you how many times I've gone and voted for county seats. Yeah. And there's people running unopposed. 
that have been in that position for 20 years. Yeah. And that's democracy. Yeah. Same thing with like Libya or any country that we've overturned uh, their their way of governing and we've instilled democracy, yet there's only one person on the ballot. Box. Right. And it's like, look, I present to you democracy. And you have, it's it's crazy the house races that you have that are ran uncontested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, for the U.S. House, you know. And so so you, you offered a, a potential solution of just vote everybody, vote different at the top level. And that's that's one way to go about it. I would be interested to see how that goes. My take is, is I really think that the nuts and bolts are way, way less interesting based on what the American public pays attention to. And that's your boring ass local city councilman right. elections. Right. Yes. If you focus your actual democratic efforts there, and then you end up getting your local area to be the vision that you want it to be, and they reject what's going on in Washington, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. I, I, I think that once you, you wait long enough to try to attack it from the, the top, you're still, you're still getting screwed over way below that. There's so many levels between you and DC that in order to fix that up there, you got to start way down here close to where you're at. I think if, if, if people were more energized about their actual local seats from their cities to their counties and then to their state, that's where you see actual sweeping lasting change. And, and I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that because that that's, that's something that we will readdress constantly. Cause I, I got, I got plenty of uh, time to, to shit on government. Cause we all know that yeah. it's going to be more of yeah. the same for quite some time. Well, this is the year end edition. So yeah. we need to talk about some shit that happened this year. Yeah. Agreed. I remember it yep. started off the biggest story I can remember of the beginning of the year was of course, you know, the, the witch hunt. Um, was going on. Oh, the, the uh, impeachment of the impeachment of Trump that was going to happen. But the big news was Kobe, Kobe yeah. getting killed, Kobe Bryant. A- yes, you know. And then they had the fake helicopter thing going around saying it was his helicopter that crashed. And all, you know, yeah, that's that was the first story. And I remember around that time, um, actually, it was December mm-hmm. of last year, is when we started our journey on this crazy little podcast that we got going here we started and uh we started kicking the can yep i remember i was driving back from florida and we got on a three-way call (laughs) you had a very long drive home and and it was like let's let's hammer this out and it was actually when i met arona on a phone call (laughs) yeah i met him on the phone no 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 uh we had met but it was the first time we had substantial right right. uh conversation conversation yeah yeah so, uh, but on that way, uh, you know, on the way home that night, we talked about what we're doing now. Yeah. And that's where the seed was planted. I guess. Well, the, the seed the was idea, planted. The idea of having a podcast with the three of us. Yes. And, and what that might take, what it might end up being like, what it might sound like. And I have no idea if we got anywhere close to what we talked about. That yeah, night. yeah, I don't know if we're anywhere near I can what we were talking about either. Certainly, tell you that we are spans far above what we were 
when we set out. I mean, uh, we had a full episode where we just started the shit over again and, you know, put the uh, the introduction music back up just to fuck with me. Well, uh, so, so <laughs> to speak on what Arona's talking about, that night that we had that phone call, that the 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 Florida call. Yes. Yeah. Um shortly thereafter we started doing test runs, test episodes. Here Doug and I would be down here in the studio. Arona would be back out in Arizona. Arona from Arizona. And that's where Arona from Arizona came <laughs> yes. from. Yes. And I knew that you know, well these are my friends. I know that we can talk about anything one on one. I don't know what it's going to be like three people in the room with different interests, different, you know, speaking patterns. Right, Are we right. going to be able to carry on a conversation that's different than just a phone call with a friend? Right. Cuz everybody out there's got friends that you can that you've probably been on the phone with for hours and you're like, mm. "Man, if anybody else heard this, they would be entertained." Well, that's what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times you've said to me, "Damn it, I wish we were recording this shit." Yeah. Yeah. So it would be interesting to somebody, but I also knew in the back of my head, if we just started hitting record and releasing it, we weren't going to be impressing anybody, much less ourselves. Right. Not to say we're doing any of that right now, but (laughs) I knew that, okay, we need a couple of months of just doing test episodes, acting as though we're recording real episodes, even though no one's ever going to hear them. And we did a shitload of those. And some of my favorite shit is in those. There were some good but, moments. But people will never hear it. No. Oh, <laughs> never, never, never say never. But there, <laughs> yeah, we'll never say never. But there is some we very funny We have hours shit. and hours of, yes. of pre-episode one Ignore the Rant when we actually called ourselves. Here's going to be a little trivia if we ever blow up. We initially started out calling ourselves The Common Thread. That's it. Yeah. That was going to be the name of our podcast. And, and then uh, ACPC. Yeah, ACPC, which... Another controversial podcast. Yep. And then uh, the Screaming Genie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we went through a series of names, but luckily, these two fine gentlemen, uh, they they listened to me on... the Right before we launched, I threw out a name, and I was like, can we call it this, please? <laughs> I really like this. It's a play on words. Uh, we're going to just be ranting. We're going to sound ignorant as fuck. Doug, you and I recorded our intro episode, and even in it, I said, yeah, we're going to say a bunch of shit. Hell, we might yeah. even disagree with ourselves yeah, the next yeah. episode. We're not convicted. Yeah. You know, we're not men of strong convictions. <laughs> I think that's verbatim what I said. Yeah. And that, well, and that's the way we are. And so I understand, or I understood that uh, we're going to be coming out with opinions and takes on everything, as you've heard, if you followed us up through the last 30 episodes from politics to sports, our initial goal was to have life experiences, you know, pop culture, music, concerts, you know, shit that happens when you're moving about a social society, which (laughs) wasn't really apparent in 2020. So we kind of just had to stick with yeah, it went, it went a little more political than what, what I thought it was going to go, but hey, that's what it, it was the temperature in the room for 2020, for sure. Well, we, we did, you know, first and foremost, say we are going to be current events. Yeah. And what is more current this year than fucking politics? Yeah, politics, protests, and, uh, and COVID. That was, we kind of, we were reduced by the outside world that we were drawing information and entertainment from. We were working with what everybody else had. Not- and 
and we actually have podcasts that maybe maybe some of it will be released uh when covid was first kicking off well me and jim were on it pretty much immediately yeah almost in a year December. ago yeah. Yeah. yeah we were watching what was going on in china and i was like Man, that's not normal. I was I, mean, pu- I was pulling up streams even, that even, I was finding, going, Doug, right? You got to see yeah. this shit. And even for China, you know, you're like, that's not normal. Yeah. That's not normal. Something's, yeah, yeah, y- y'all something's were going on. <laughs> y'all were and scaring then, the fuck out of me because you're mentioning shit about, uh, you know, heat signatures and shit yeah, are really yeah, high in the area over crematorium, yeah, yeah. Uh, crematoriums, yeah. And, but. Uh, and that was real shit. That yeah. was factual shit that was going on. Now I just think they were burning up a bunch of Uyghurs. Nah, maybe. But <laughs> oh, you mean not actual citizens? But, Jesus Christ! But, uh, <laughs> and in January, a friend of mine in Florida and his wife went on a ski vacation, and I can't remember if it was Utah or Nevada or somewhere. We'll call somewhere it Colorado. Out. Yeah, Colorado. Sure, why not? When was this? I'm sorry. In January. This okay. was in January. And they came back, and I remember my buddy, um, he was telling me when they got back, he was like, man, we're sick. We're sick as hell. It lasted him. He was, for a month and a half, he was sick. And his wife was sick for like four or five days. And he had that extra good. Yeah. And so. He's immune as fuck. And and he was telling me, and, and this guy's in good shape. You know, he works out all the time. He he's, eats, eats good. He's, he's, he's in good shape. And his wife, same way. But they, um. They got sick. He kept telling me he was like, "I've never had anything like this, man. It's this is the it's the weirdest shit." And he was talking about breathing, mm-hmm. talking about you know, t- and no taste, not having being able to taste shit. All of the shit that is COVID, and this is in January, right? Mm-hmm. And he's sick, and and we didn't start really hearing about it in America until they didn't really start talking about it. Until the end of January, yeah, into the beginning of February, yep. And by then, we were already. It was on. It was on ABC News tonight. My mom's birthday is early in February. I went to go visit her for her birthday. Yes, and I remember it was about a week or two now being on. You know, ABC News tonight because I watched it with my parents, and and they were they were new to this idea, and I was like, "Have a seat, let me talk to you." And I freaked them the fuck out. But by <laughs> this time, by that time, we had already started doing podcasts. Yes. And there's some real interesting shit that came true out of those podcasts that we were seeing things progress. Yeah. And we were like, well, what if that shit makes it to America? You know, and then next thing you know, boom. We were on it early. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. I remember Spain and Italy. Those were the first two really, really hard hit. Mm-hmm. And, um, when that whole thing was going on, we were like, it's here, man. It's here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, There's no way. There's no way it couldn't have been in Spain and Italy and not in the United States. Well, and immediately, a year ago, we were already like, it came from the Wuhan lab. Right. Fuck yes. this whole wet market yep. shit. Fuck the bat shit. It didn't come from bat soup. It, like, we were immediately, I was, you and I, we were pulling up maps. I was like, look at how close the wet market is right. to the Wuhan virology yeah. lab. And yeah. I felt very confident at that time. And I feel yeah. I've felt no less confident since then. Right. There's no other explanation for it. Really? There's no. not, but it because was just, especially with the reaction of the Chinese government, the initial reaction of the Chinese government told me that this wasn't something that came from a, a pangolin. This was something that they knew had got out well and they're still mm-hmm. jailing journalists 
today in China for reporting on COVID, right. which just further exacerbates yeah. that entire idea. Yes. So we're, we're kind of patting ourselves on the back for something that nobody's ever heard, <laughs> but we were early on it. And, uh, and that was when I knew we can do something here. Sure. We can do something with this podcast as far as addressing current events. And it's, it's not a, you know, we're trying to check the boxes of we're right and, and this uh, opposing view is wrong. I might say that and I might even come out and claim, no, that's bullshit or whatever, but that's not the focus of the podcast. It's a conversation, man. It, it's a conversation mm-hmm. about what's going on. And even tonight when we were talking about the Nashville bombing, we listed probably three different possible reasons why that happened. Obviously, all of them can't be true. So we're going to be, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about looking at what's happening in this world and our experience with it and just giving our take on it. And we even disagree here in this room routinely. Sure. But another, a secondary goal of this show is also to show how people, friends, strangers, acquaintances, whatever, can have conversations and not leave the room hating each other yes. yeah yeah no, that's and that's, that's to me that's bigger than anything yes especially now it should be yeah. it, that's that just the way it used to be well and and uh, you know surprisingly within the last week i went up to Publix, and i was being checked out by a woman that was probably Ooh, uh, was she cute was she, no 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 were not, you checking her out? not that kind of being did, checked out did you get her number did no she, get yours? she was a uh, old maid kind of uh, probably in her late 50s yeah she's got the experience checking that. people out <laughs> But, I mean, it's being back in Georgia, I always uh, smile, uh, just how freely people are with uh, some of their views. But, I mean, one of, the, one of the first things that she said, she just goes, you know, now more than ever, I just want people to stop yelling. Just, you know, start realizing we're in this together, and regardless of another person's point of view... We need to get along and realize it's not us. It's not the people that we need to be focused on. It's the people up top and holding them accountable. Well, it's also, I agree. And it's also with ourselves. Don't, sure. Don't let what's happening in the outside world be the rudder of your life. Yes. And don't let whoever's the president rule your fucking life. It doesn't matter. They're going to fuck you. It it doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter who your senator is. The system that we live in right now is always going to be the system that we live in until you do something about it. Yeah. And and we're, we're going to bitch about it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that was naturally going to happen whether these mics are in front of us or not. Right. You know, you know something else happened last Christmas, too. What's that? What's that? Arona found out he was a Jew. <laughs> a Jew. <laughs> a, it was a, actually a further Jew. into the year. Okay, it was, uh, well, you got it for Christmas. It, it was, yeah, it was we, Christmas I got gift. it for Christmas, and I think uh, I found out the news in March or April, and uh, then that, uh, you know, was the impetus for the uh second episode that we recorded still Dirty one of Jeans. my favorites <laughs> still, still to this day one where of we had favorites. our first uh, guest noah yes. yeah yeah so it's kind of odd we we launched in july yeah i think fourth of july weekend roughly we really we dumped four episodes three of which were already in the can right one was the intro and then a a, a total 
trial. Uh, it, it was like an art house episode. Yes. Uh, that is no longer up. We might re-release it as a uh, retrospect a, a at bonus. some point. Maybe we'll start a Patreon and we'll put it in Patreon if somebody yeah, wants to hear yeah. some of these deep uh, cuts. Yes. But anyway, our first one of our first episodes that we knew we were going to release was that episode. We hadn't launched anything yet. Right. You were in town just visiting. Mm-hmm. And we said, we know we're going to do a podcast, even though it doesn't fully exist yet. Right. Let's fucking, let's, let's take advantage. Arona's here in, in the state. Let's get him in here. And it's still one of my favorites. <laughs> it is. If, if nobody has heard that, listen to, uh, Dirty episode, jeans. episode two, Dirty Jeans. Dirty Jeans. Where yeah. basically we just shit on Arona for a solid hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. But more my heritage than <laughs> me, it, myself, it, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny. It's just, oh, uh, except for the, the, the hiking mishaps. Right. That was uh, also enjoyable. Yeah, and, so, and some of these, and I'm going to say, this got a little more serious than what I thought it was going to be when we first started out. I thought we were going to... Have a little more levity, which we still do. But sure, I think the I, world got a lot I, more serious. No, it since did. We started. It did. In the beginning, we were making fun of it. You know, we were t- making jokes, and mm-hmm. that we started to lose the jokes as the year progressed. Yeah, that's something I would definitely like to get back to in the future: is laughing again. Oh, laughing. for sure, actually mocking, laughing, mocking shit, and and having more uh, off the cuff. You know, zingers, one liners. Yeah, good good humor, and mm. not all about politics. I know th- I know a lot of people listen to to us probably just for that reason because we have an idea of how things should be. Yeah, and they're not that way, and it pisses us off. So sure. that's that's mm. what you hear. That's what from me anyway. That's what you hear a lot more than anything. It's just how stupid and ridiculous things seem to me. Yeah, and and one thing that I got to say, and I I don't know if it's a direct result of this podcast, if it's made me focus on this more, but over the last couple of months, I've had all of my ideologies challenged, yeah, harshly, like very down to its core. Yeah. Like, do I do I honestly actually believe what I believe? And I've had to be introspective and have thought in that. What's more entertaining to me is is not that I need to be right and therefore they need to be wrong. It's my interest is more in trying to find as many different angles to look at this crazy thing uh, in the political sphere anyway. I will say this about politically where we're at. I'm kind of, in a way, glad that things have gone down. Now, I know it's been a fucking shitty four years and this year has been total shit. Yeah. But... What it has done is exposed, especially Donald Trump, and I've said this a thousand times, the greatest thing that I think he has done is given everybody a peek behind the fucking curtain. Yeah. Yeah. And politically, especially for Republicans right now, you know, there's Republicans are like, they're searching and the Democrats are basically going to tear themselves apart from within, you know, because there's so many, you know, so many facets. Yeah. Politically, where we're at as a country, I kind of dig it. What I would like to see is a another party come out of this. I've actually seen a few articles come out recently where they're mentioning, that, if nothing else, from these 
four years um, and all the things that have been happening recently, uh, it could very certainly create a third, um, you know, approved party or party that takes and and the libertarian party could be that party well Mm -hmm. and one it could be where a lot of people that are republican i and i could see them making the jump to libertarian easily but a lot of republicans right now are completely lost either they've given up all of their conservative shit for trump or they've stayed in their conservative shit and tried to just limp along with trump along the way which is basically mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell is going to do what's best for mitch mcconnell it would be great if the people could come together democrats republicans independents libertarian whatever and all the people that have experienced the last four years like we've all experienced it yeah if enough people could come together and say you know what this part is bullshit and you can get enough Democrats, Republicans, whatever, to say, you know what? You're right. That part was bullshit. That's what you have to do. It's common ground. That's the thing that people have lost. People have completely lost their sense of common ground. Yes. And when you come, when you get down to common ground, there's a lot of people that sit on the same spot. A lot of people. And even Republicans and Democrats, whether they know it or not, they sit on this huge spot that if the right party could come in with the right message, it would destroy the Democrat and Republican Party. It would totally destroy it. I think a big thing that's happening right now that we're just kind of addressing weekly is that to me, it feels like everything is kind of just got flipped on its side. It's I see it almost as like a, a... like a card table with a big puzzle on it that was almost, you know, we were putting the puzzle pieces together and then somebody just came in and, and scattered it and, and just flipped the table. Right. And now we don't know where all the puzzle pieces are. We Everybody feels like they're a little lost in their own skin politically or with, with whatever ideology. Everyone's questioning everything. Democrats are questioning everything. You know, they're rejecting a lot of it. They're trying to push and the Republicans are doing the same thing. Right. Everybody's kind of nothing is as is established and firm. Everything feels like it's just on 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 un you know settled ground yeah. right now. It's not common ground. And it's so not- so everything's kind of up for grabs. No, everyone feels a little politically homeless. I think you have people that don't necessarily believe everything that they claim to believe, adhering to the closest. You know, the co- the closest pillars poking out of the water in the crazy rough sea, and they're just holding on for dear life. They're clinging to whatever little belief system that they can find out there. Because right now, everybody's kind of just trying. Everybody's looking around going, this isn't working. Right. So something's going to have to change. And where is the puzzle piece going to land? And while that's up in the air, I totally agree with you. I think that the the opportunity for a third party has never been greater uh, you could say that basically every year, but never more than this year, which is why I shat on the LP so hard for how they handled it. But because of what's happened, I've even gotten more interested in taking an active role in uh, my local state uh, Libertarian Party. I'm thinking about joining a caucus and maybe going to see what I could do to be a delegate and actually have some voting power for who uh, 
you know, might represent the Libertarian Party in the next presidential race. Right. Oh, yeah. Just for nothing else. I want to see how the sausage is made. Says the future mayor. It might turn me <laughs> all the way off and I might run away from it and never look back and I might, who knows? Only the future knows. But my point is, is as everything is kind of suspended in time right now and nothing is really 100% certain and everybody's kind of looking for what is that? Every, I don't think anybody can really disagree with this. 2020 seems to be a great, well, not, I know there's a lot of weight to this word, but a great reset. Everybody's kind of hitting the reset button on who the fuck am I? Where do I fit in in this crazy world? What do I believe? How do I want my future to look? Who do I want to be, you know, in charge to see that through? Everybody, everybody's trying to figure that out. And I don't think that anybody really has a good grasp on it. And so that's why that's why you see the the screaming and the yelling and the verbal attacks and the people lashing out is because no one's really fully confident that they know what the fuck they're doing or right. talking about. Yeah. And so it's my mission personally, if for nothing else for my own well being, is to try to be a lighthouse in this fucking crazy ass storm. And at at the same time I gotta tend to my own shit. Most of the people that are in government are attorneys. I mean, you have attorneys basically running the country. And when you have that, their arguments, I mean, they're, that's their job. They're actors. They're actors. And when you have a bunch of attorneys writing laws in legalese that only attorneys can read, because the average person goes to an attorney to say, can you read this contract to me? I don't understand what the fuck it's saying. When you have bills like that, and laws like that, that even the people that are being governed can't read because it's written in a legalese that we don't understand. That should be a clue to most people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the and, only the only people that will gain power are those that can speak that language. And, you know, we speak a language on this podcast as three dudes. And we were lucky enough on one episode, at least one one thirty first of our entire content. Uh, we were able to have somebody else that spoke a different language, and that's the female language with <laughs> yeah. Stone. Stone, yes. yeah. And shout out to Stone. Hope you're still listening. Hope we didn't lose you yeah, a few episodes yeah. back. Yeah, I'm still there. Miss you. But uh, <laughs> and hopefully we can have you on again. And I would love to have more female guests on. I would. I'm always curious how crazy we sound to the opposite sex if. If that's the thing, <laughs> if there's women out there that are totally digging this, that's awesome. But I wonder if we, I wonder how we come across. I think there's more that don't. Like <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I wonder how many uh, enemies uh, Doug has amassed yeah, of the females of society yeah, from a few I'm, episodes I'm earlier. We, we probably sound like attorneys <laughs> to them. They're probably like, I don't understand this fucking mumbo jumbo. These, yeah. these fucking ass wipes. I Maybe. wonder how much uh, uh, we sound like Tim Allen, like just like. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> There's no telling. I can't. I would never speak for a woman. That's <laughs> not who I am. <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> but uh, but no, 2020, it's wrapping up. It it came in with a bang in the form of a helicopter crash, and it's going out with a bang in the form of a bang in Nashville. Yeah, well, nice little bookend. And they they tried to get rid of Trump in January, and they finally got rid of Trump in well 
Maybe December. <laughs> well, what, what we'll, I, know, we'll know in January. I'll tell y'all what I'd really like to see. And I mean, you know, I I could easily, like you, Doug, shit on, uh, you know, lawyers and legalese and all the shit. But something I would love to see people to really adopt is learning how to debate the other side. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes to understand at least the issues enough to be able to argue a point against something that you would usually support. Everybody wants the best outcome for the most people. That's where I think we all have something in common. If I were to go talk to somebody who's very much a proponent of social social welfare programs and, and, and government taking care of things, I got to hit that person on what they care about. And that's understanding and respecting that that individual just wants the best for people. I got to look at them as someone that is compassionate and that they're coming from a place of compassion, that they only believe what they believe because they think that that's going to help the most people. Because in the end, I think that people actually, it starts with something good and it gets bastardized. Right. Well, the party where, where parties get bastardized is money. That's where it happens. I'm talking I mean, about I'm talking about single people. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's, uh, that, I'm, yeah, I'm right. You're to, talking about I'm the trying people to go to, under the umbrella. I'm trying to address what Arun was saying, and that is, you know, educate yourself, all this stuff, and that's great. What I'm saying is, is people got to get along. That starts sure. with regular people, yeah, nothing talking, to do yes. with whatever, and it starts with conversation. Right. If you're a far lefty and you're talking to a person on the right wing, just understand they come at it from the same place you come at it. Just, you know, from an opposite view, but right. it all comes from a desire to think that this is the best way, right? that this does the most good, that there is benefit to doing it my way. Right. You have to respect that other person believes in their heart that what they're doing is good because yes. every individual person thinks that they are the good guy. Right. If mm-hmm. you come at them as though they're the bad guy, they have no reason to listen to you. And this is just basic human shit. No, I know. Attacking people and going after people and trying to prove that you're right. All you're doing is forcing yourself onto somebody else and forcing your righteousness onto anyone never makes them feel any more righteous. You're never going to win them over. No, you're just pissing them off. You're just pissing people off. And if your agenda is to go into something to be right, then you've already lost. What I'm seeing is I'm seeing people treating each other as shittily as the politicians treat all of us. Right. And that has to yes, stop. That's that, the more, to yes. me, that's the more changeable thing. Right. True. And, and that's something that whoever's listening to us would fall into that category. Hell, if, if, if all of our downloads were coming out of DC, then I'd be like, okay, let's talk about some shit. You know, <laughs> y'all need to stop this lobby and bullshit. Yeah, you, know, you need I, to stop this shit. But I know that that's not our audience. I want to see regular people treat each other better than the politicians treat us. Yes. Because yes. I'm not seeing that right now. No. And the best way to do that is to first start on a level playing ground or level playing field of, I respect that you are coming at this from an honest point. Agreed. And then allow them to prove you wrong there. Right. And if they are, then they're dicks. Then right. they're no better than a politician. Then lay waste to them verbally, right. you know, with, with better ideas and better arguments. And I don't know if anybody ever got anything out of this podcast to this point (laughs) where they can actually engage in a conversation and say anything. I don't know. I have, I'll say this. I have no idea 
what we provide to our audience. I would love to hear. Please leave us a comment. Somebody. Uh, a a rating, a review on Apple iTunes. You know, send us an email at ignore the rent at gmail.com we would love to hear from you there's an open way to communicate with us you can send us a dm on instagram at ignore the rent underscore podcast you can send a direct message i think through parlor i'm not totally fully versed on it we're just at ignore the rent on parlor you got emails you got instagram you got apple itunes leave a comment on any of the social medias leave us a rating and review we want to know what you think about what it is that we've been doing to this and we've point. Been doing it, we've been doing this since July the 4th. Yeah. And um, don't have any ratings. No. Come on, people. Yeah, we got, <laughs> Come on, we got a few. We got, we got three. To us, we got six. Oh, we have six, six okay. ratings. Okay. Here's, here's my How new... How many stars are we? One? Here's my new <laughs> year... <laughs> here's my new year's wish. I want to get to double digit ratings. There you go. That's all we need is four. Yeah. If we could get to double digit rating, just just four more and rate us whatever you want. I'm not gonna sit here and say, <laughs> give us a five star only. Yeah, if you yeah. think we're a three star podcast, hit a fucking three star. Yeah, if but, you think we're one, give but, us a one. But leave us a comment. Yeah. I, yeah. We're not gonna how are we gonna get any better if we don't yeah, know I what was, you hate I about was it. about to say, hell, I mean the most uh, important thing that you can give us at this point is criticism. You know, let us know yeah. where we need to improve. But now I just gave you all the tools to reach somebody that you disagree with, so make me feel good about myself before you tear us down. <laughs> make us proud, well, the, 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 be- the best method for delivering constructive criticism is by starting with something nice. Yeah, and that leads into 2021. We're still going to be doing the show. This yeah. podcast lives on. Uh, I don't know of any changes you know, we, we do have goals for this podcast. At some point, we would like to have this thing be a, a replacement to our daily work, you know, obligations. That would be a beautiful thing. It it's going to take a lot on our part and a lot uh, more listeners to get to that. Yes. But we can't get there without continuing the show. And I got to be honest, I fucking love doing this. Yeah. This has been... This we couldn't have picked a more fucking chaotic year to start a podcast. That's for sure. But I got to be honest. I'm really glad that we've had this podcast to get through the year. It's kind of a a tit for tat. Yeah, it gives you something to look forward to at if, the end of the week. If if mm-hmm. we didn't have once a week where we sat down and shot the shit on what happened this week, I honestly don't know how I would have probably handled this year. I really don't. Yeah. I hear you. This is this has been cathartic and hopefully entertaining, but yeah, there's no there's no breaks on this train. Well, Bre- and one of the I mean, definitely something that kept me, um, you know, um, more mentally sound was this in the absence, and I think in this room in general, I can you know strike this chord with everyone where it's you know live music was a great outlet outlet for us all and that's something that we had to miss this our entire year our entire lives up until this year yeah i mean shit i had i had 2020 2020 was going to be my year in 2019 looking at it i was like fuck yeah yeah i'm mine gonna, too we're, i'm gonna have something planned every month it's my i got <laughs> well you know what happens when you make plans <laughs> yeah they get they get fucked and most of those were concerts live music is a huge part of all of our lives Music yeah. in general. 
live music more for me than just regular music. I don't I don't make it and I don't listen to it as much as I used to. I know that's vastly different for the two of yous. Yes. Uh, Doug, I was, you, I was you looking it. forward to playing live. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that there's a big comeback in, in you know, 2021 for music. God. It will. I will be able to withstand almost any level the, of bullshit if there's live music. It'll be towards the end of the summer. I think it'll be towards the end of the summer, but you'll start seeing shows. You'll start seeing some shows pop up. Won't be big. There won't be a lot of big shit going on yet. Yeah, probably, probably festivals been. will take a backseat for a while. Yeah, yeah. But you know, everybody's going through it. Yeah. So no, I'm. I'll be honest. I know that we uh, we kind of get into it. We can kind of sound negative on the podcast. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 2021. You know, politics will always be there for us to bitch about. I'm always going to be paying attention to it. I'm always going to have something to say about it, and this is an outlet for that. But 2021. I, I'm hopeful that there will be more than just that to be able to experience. And we'll, we'll be breaking that shit down and bringing it to you every fucking week. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it. Happy new year. All you crazy fucks. We'll see you in 2021.